Hello, everyone. Aaron here. Back outside again on a podcast that I, podcast episode that I didn't expect to make. So, what is this about, you might ask? Well, if you've heard in the news recently, Noblesville Schools, uh, Noblesville Schools had a shooting today. Or at least the day that I'm recording this. I'll probably upload it tomorrow, Saturday. And you guys will hear it then. But if you wonder why that's important to me, why that's particularly significant, it's because I go to Noblesville High School. And so you want to talk about hitting home, that, that hits you home right there. Now, of course, we're, we're so thankful that nobody, nobody was shot, nobody was injured. Or what? What did I just say? No, I'm wrong. People were totally shot and injured. Nobody was dead. People were shot. People were injured. Nobody was dead. Okay? Disregard that previous statement. I feel like an idiot for saying that. I kind of want to restart this now, but I won't. Um, anyway, so basically I just wanted to take this moment here to talk to you guys about this. School shootings. Why these things happen in what I think we can do to stop them. Now, this is, of course, my opinion, and this is an opinion that I have formed over the course of watching several school shootings happen, but the dialogue that comes from this opinion will mostly have been formed from today. So I didn't didn't really necessarily research this too much in depth. I didn't come up with any particular Bible verse that I'm thinking of, um, or at least I didn't come up with the actual, like, where the verse is, the book, chapter, verse. But I, I do have a couple on mind. And anyway, it's just... I want to I talk to you guys about this, about school shootings. And I think first point to bring up is that when these things happen, it's not, you know... When these things happen from an outsider perspective, it's really easy to disregard them. And I know from experience, I you know I've I've disregard I've disregarded school shootings before because they happened what seems like a world away, right? And so so easy to forget about them, so easy to just think that they're not going to happen to you. But at the same time, they do, and. It, it's kind of sad that I I almost, like, when, when the news came, my heart sank because NWMS, Noblesville West Middle School, I went there. And I know people who are still there. And I knew people who were still there that day, who had actually just seen earlier in the day while we were doing practice, because we did practice early in the morning. But I had seen people who had basically left left to go there and it was it it hurt it really did hurt but I saw it coming and the reason I saw it coming was because it always happens it always happens the places where people say well it's never going to happen to us so I I knew one of these days it was going to be there now I I really was hoping that I wouldn't be around to see it happen but such is luck, I was around. And it, it was, 
it was really devastating, to say the least. And these things happen because, not because people have access to guns, it's not because people are just inherently evil, it's because people are hurting, and they don't know how, they don't know how to go about that. I think that is probably one of the biggest issues with society right now, is we, we numb ourselves to pain, and we try to, we try to fake, we try to fake a lack of emotion. We try to be indifferent to things, and it's really easy to psych ourselves out at times like these, because we, you know, when you're not in the moment, you, if you basically tell yourself that you don't feel anything, you're not going to feel much of anything, until it, it really does hit you that you, you do probably feel something, you have some sort of empathy that goes out to that person, and you just have suppressed it, and I think that what happens with shooters is that they suppress, not necessarily that, but they suppress kind of this anger, this depression that they're in, and they try to pass it off as a numbness, or as just a lack of feeling, and they allow themselves to think that they're okay when they know they're not, and I think that that is where a huge part of the problem comes into play. I think a lot of people really, they don't understand how to convey emotion to each other, and really, they don't understand emotion within themselves. So, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that this kind of stuff happens so close to home, but the good news is pretty much everybody is okay, and we're all lucky to be here. A as far as things go to, how can we prevent something like this? I mean, the answer is you're not going to find you're not going to find it in a gun law. You're not going to find the answer in ridicule of parenting or in ridicule of a school and how they teach kids. You're not going to find it in anything like that. <coughs> Sorry about that. I had that coming for a while. Um, but you're not going to find it in those kinds of things. I think really where you're going to find the the answers to to these questions of why this happens and how can we stop it. I think you're going to find it in community. It's it's important to remember that when God when God sent down man. He sent us down with the sole purpose of fixing things, of keeping things in order. That was the whole point of Genesis. Man was there to regulate, to kind of take what's been created and create from that. Not to destroy as we have so carelessly been doing, but to build. And I think, you know, it's, it remains true today. What God calls of us is to build community, to build relationships, to be kind and courteous to people, to love each other. That is, th that's the main story of the Bible, is love. It's compassion. It's caring for other people. And I think that you're going to find the answer 
is that we need to love and care more. We need to build relationships with these people. We need to not turn them down, to ridicule them, to call them names or anything else. What we need to do is we need to lift them up. We need to support them. We need to give them the confidence and the strength necessary to overcome these times in their life where they're confused, where they don't know how to express themselves, and where, because of that, they end up expressing themselves incorrectly in a way that ends up harming other people. We, We need to develop relationships. It's something that society has been missing out on for so long. We are, we are so divisive in our government, in, in our schools, in, in our families, even at times, that we fail to see the power in unity. Strength comes in numbers. There's a reason that God built his body out of the church, out of a group of people, not just one individual. Never did God assign, like, all, all of, all of the power to just one person alone. Moses had help from Aaron. I think that's important to remember. Um, the prophet, I believe, yeah, Elijah, he was alone for a time, but eventually he got a servant. I forget what that person's name was, which is not a good moment to forget that. But he, he had somebody to work with him. Um, Jesus had 12 disciples, to which he even said, Go now go and make a go make disciples of all nations. He he told his people who he was close with to go and get close with other people. If that's not a sign that we need to be developing relationships, I don't know what is. So I mean, I think that that's where you're going to find the answer to this. To to how can we prevent this? You're going to find the answer in relationships. It's you're going to find it in relationships and love. Because those are the two things that society right now is lacking so hard. It's the reason we see so many school shootings every day. It's, it's because of these two things that you look at and you say, well, that's easy. We can do that. But it, it doesn't happen. Either you procrastinate it or you brush it off as no big deal. I think it, that right there is the biggest deal. It's community. It's building relationships and loving each other. So, in the end, could this have been prevented? Maybe. Probably. Um, Could it have been prevented by a gun law? Unlikely, but possible. Could it have been prevented by better parenting? I don't know. I don't I don't know the kids' parents. Could it have been prevented by the school? I think the school did a great job of, of organizing this stuff. Granted, it was a pain in the butt to have to stay there for like f- three to four hours after the fact. I think the school did an amazing job of securing the facility, of keeping people safe. But... I I bet you, as this story comes to unfold, what we're going to find is that this kid was alone. Was alone and angry and perhaps even afraid. 
he didn't feel maybe loved to his fullest, and he probably didn't have that many friends who he was close with. You know, it's it's easy to mistake. It's easy to mistake people who talk to you for friends. I know that from experience. But I think that's what you're going to find in this. I think that's the moral of the story here. And so, I don't know, I hope this sheds light on what you guys think going forward about this scenario. I hope this uh, enlightens you, maybe, as a first-hand account of somebody who's experienced in this now and who, who gets it. Um, not just from an experience of being part of a huge shooting event, but also somebody who's been bullied, who's had to suffer through divorce, cancer. I, I know. I get it. It's rough. Life's rough. But ending someone else's is not going to, not going to help. So, I think I'll leave it with that. See you guys.